0: Hello guys, um, I I know, I know, I know it has been quite some time that I recorded, I think I think the explanation I've decided I'm going to give myself and you guys is I do a lot of content creation and so sometimes maybe I want to record something but then I end up writing it for my social media pages and stuff like that. So. I'm very, 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 very sorry that I haven't been here. But at the same time I don't want to judge myself because I mean like we're in like really sketchy times and the last thing I want to do is to make myself feel um like a slave to something. Like I love to talk and I love to make these recordings but I don't want it to feel like a a how do did you say that thing, like something that's, you, that's held over your head and makes you feel like you would die if you don't do it. Like, I don't want to be that person towards this because I really love this. So yeah, I, I'm sorry. And so that being said, I think this video, video, this audio is going to be about, um, it, won't be, it most likely won't be as long as the other ones I've done. Um, I think I'm just going to make it kind of like a reflection of a few conversations I've had recently and just what I feel about them and what I just basically want to talk about, yeah. So, welcome, welcome, welcome to Walk With Mariam, the social distancing editions. That's, Mariam isn't walking worki- anywhere. Mariam is just sitting down at the dining table recording and hoping that nobody comes in to break us up. Meanwhile, I've been thinking of like a standard intro. I feel like I could do a Yoruba one. Like, how do they say this one on Coco? Oh, yeah, no I have forgotten. Okay, a car. Okay, sorry. A <laughs> I am not going to read. I am not going to remove any of this nonsense I just did. It's going to stay here like that. So as I was saying, a car bus ready too wait when Koko Nubiri lang Oh, can you see? My Yoruba is sweet. If I actually could speak it, like very well, I can speak Yoruba fine. But enough Yoruba not to get lost, and enough Yoruba to translate for somebody. but I am not Koko standard. Moving on. So yeah, I think one of the things that made me decide I was going to talk was. Um, I just suddenly saw this thing on Instagram as I was scrolling and then they put pictures of Coachella um, when Beyonce was the one headlining and apparently at the time she was the first ever black woman to be on that stage headlining the concert. And you see, it's not like I, I'm not part of the beehive. Like Beyonce is just like any other person that sings to me. But I think that it was just what it meant that just made it like really sink. And Beyonce's Coachella, homecoming, blah, 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 was two years ago, fam, two years ago. I remember that when this event was happening, I was on my bed in H.O.R., that's House Officers' Residence in Ife, And I was just lying on the bed and just looking at all the um, updates and like the intro work that she did. And I remember that at this time, my friend, I think my friend was living with me, but while in April, yeah, so my friend was living with me. I think i just even started house job. It's not like maybe we had gone deep into house job. The thing that I majorly do now that brings me a lot of joy, I hadn't even started it at this time. But at the same time, it feels like the time is so short and it feels like nothing has happened in between that, like in the span of those two years. And sometimes I'm like, why do I, why do I keep feeling like nothing has happened? or just that feeling of emptiness of time, or that time loops over it like over itself, and then you can touch seven years ago just like it was yesterday behind your back. And I don't know, and I also feel like sometimes like time is mocking us in a very funny way, because I'm like, 10 years ago, let's not start from here, I remember when I was in secondary school, that was like over 10 years ago, Okay, maybe yeah was it <coughs> see don't judge me anyway a lot of years ago and then I remember that vision 2020 was like a was like a mantra and then I in my mind I used to think that by 2020 like Nigeria would have been this BAM country and I would have been this like BAM real estate owner and then like everybody would have been saying my name and like by tw- by this time I, I, I already imagined myself like married probably pregnant with my first born or probably just had my first Okay, pregnant, pregnant is more like it like I just had like all these things like Vision 2020 used to be something that like everybody used to talk about. I remember I would go to these events in my secondary school and then the oil and gas people would talk about Vision 2020, the health sector people would talk about Vision 2020, telecommunications people would talk about 2020. I imagine that by 2020 we would have had all those um, computers or phone screens where you could like swipe up and then like touch the screen and all those bam bam things that we used to think about. But to think that 2020 is here, and the world is basically being put on hold because of coronavirus is like the craziest thing to imagine that the entire world is basically on hold in 2020. See, if you're a Muslim, you might probably understand it. It's like somebody looked at 2020 with the evil eye, maybe 2018, maybe 2012. Looked at 2020 and was like, people are looking up to you too much. Nigga, you're going down. Evil eye. (sighs) So, yeah, I think that just the concept of time just made me feel so small, I think. Yeah, it just made me feel small, like how time can just mock all the plans that you have. But at the same time, I feel like it's because, like, when you're younger, adults try to give you hope but they don't tell you like stuff like I I, I feel like I want to be able to tell my children that you should you should like plan for the future, have hope for the future but also remember that time isn't in your hands I think that people always say your time is in your hands, like I don't think time is in your hands I I, I think that time is time and you just basically do what you can like do your best, strive for your best but don't I I don't know I don't know I just feel like this this I don't know how to put it yet but there's I feel like there should be a balance between like where are you going to be in the next five years and all those things that we run too so loud when people ask us these things and like just the fact that you know that you like you are not your result you are not what yeah like you are bigger than whatever time makes you at the moment or something See, i'm sorry i can't be coherent about these things i haven't fully spoken about them and unfortunately i'm one of those people who has to talk about something many times before like my brain takes it and then decides to make sense of it so i'm sorry i haven't really given this a little too much discussions so yeah so that's that about that and so I said I was going to talk about two different conversations I had with my younger sister. Um, the first one was, um, I think she was in the room and she was thinking about something. And so she said, I, I don't think that life is fair. I don't think that people, I think she was, thinking of, she was thinking about something in line of how sometimes it looks like people don't deserve what they have or what they get. And I remember that maybe when I was her age, like I used to probably think like that, like you deserve better, like in the sense of maybe you are working hard, and so because of that you are going to get like like the better scores, or maybe you are working hard, and so your life is going to be better, and the people that are lazy, maybe their lives won't be any good. See, <sighs> so, yeah. I think that the most memorable incident that made me um get rid of that sentiment was i remember when i was in was in part five i was in um, pathology and pharmacology and we had this evil in course in micro para now i um if you know me you would know that i'm like a stickler for being punctual in class like i might not by myself be an organized person or a disciplined person but when there's a system i find it very easy to blend with that system so when when I was in school I was punctual I was going to all the classes I, I, I had no reason at thought to miss any class I was always almost always there unless there was something up and so I remember that micro para in fact it was one of those classes where people didn't like to attend because I mean most of those things were very sketchy and very abstract and so like but I was there I had like a specific seat with my friend and we were always there and I attended almost every class, save one class. That one class, the WHO had this event, and then we were supposed to volunteer for something. And I volunteered, and the lecturer was aware that people were not going to be in that class. In fact, that class didn't even hold at the end of the day. And that was the only class I remember vividly that I wasn't in class. And I remember that when the first in course of this exam came, like. I had studied the notes. I had taken down notes. I had read everything that was supposed to come out. Apparent, like this is supposed to be like a class in course, and I was ready. <sighs> and then I remember that in the exam hall, like me and quite a number of people just wanted to die, because it was 150 questions of what, a lot of things that were not taught in class. It was a lot of past questions and a lot of things that you that you would have had to only learn in. The posting like the clinical postings that they do in the lab my my group in part five hadn't gone through micro para, and so there was no way I could have known the things that came out. The people that had gone through the posting some of them were able to do it, but I couldn't do it I, I hadn't gone through the posting i didn't I had no idea about these things that these people were asking us but I had studied my life out. And I remember that when the result came out, I think I got like 40 something or something, or just a very ridiculous 40 score when the cutoff was 50. And I was so sad. I remember I cried. But it was at that point he came to me that I don't deserve this. Like this is just, is is this is not what I deserve to get. But at the same time, like he made me realize that the things that we deserve don't have to happen and that's just how life is i don't think that life in any way is structured to give us what we deserve because i feel like things like for me i'm beginning to tilt more to the school of thoughts that says that life life just happens like you get what you basically get and whatever you make of it like that is what you get like you are handed something and whatever you make of it is your personal issue but that like life would give you something based on how much work you've put in or how much um how much commitment i feel like it would never be commensurate in life like i don't think it would just ever be commensurate because we just basically get what we get in life I don't know if I'm sounding melancholy, like I'm really not being melancholy about it, but I'm just like, if you really, really think about it, the things that you've like really worked hard for, like it doesn't mean that those things came to pass the way you wanted them to, or they had the same result, like they had the same the kind of result that was commensurate with the effort that you put in it. Like, I feel like life just happens in stages and then you just take whatever stage that life decides that is your personal problem for now. And, you know, you just make the best of it, I guess. So, yeah, so that was how I explained it to her. And then I I think that somehow that explanation brought her a little bit of peace. Because I feel like it would be so distressing if you are thinking, I didn't deserve this. Oh, I deserve this. And you go around, like, with this air of deserving, deserving, deserving. Life happens just decide what you're going to do with it basically i think that that's just basically it about that concept of deserving stuff and so i think the last thing that i want to talk about is another conversation i think we had this one last night where my sister was also saying something in the lines of i think she was like i i think i'm going to stop being excited for things because when I get excited, these things end up not happening and I'm, and I'm just sad. And I feel like I'm going to be negating myself, the last thing I said. But I remember that when I just looked at her and just held her and told her, like, because we're not sure of what the outcome of something might be, I don't think we should let it rob us of the excitement that we feel thinking about it. So I, was like, I, I just want to think about, like, um okay now uh, most of us are at home doing nothing and like we're like looking forward to all the places we will go all the people we will see and everything that we will do after this entire lockdown thing is over but maybe we're going to the entire thing will be over and you would not feel like going to those places or you go to those places and, and feel like your thoughts about it were better than the actual thing But I feel like it it still shouldn't rob you of the excitement that you feel in the moment thinking about. I feel like sometimes the excitement you you feel about it, the anticipation that you feel about. It should give you enough joy. That even if it doesn't happen the exact same way that you think it would happen, like you still feel that joy. It would, would yo. Know, I feel like our brains don't know the difference between what is actually happening and what we're imagining that, it ha- that is happening. You most likely will be thinking about something stressful, and I'm sure that your body will be releasing cortisol. And so I feel like you should you shouldn't deprive yourself of the endorphins and all the dopamine and everything that your body would release, it's like when it's happy about something or thinking about something in the future probably reminiscing about something in the past i feel like we shouldn't deny ourselves that because we're afraid that it won't come to pass i feel like if it comes if it doesn't come to pass at least you had the excitement of imagining it coming to pass and if it does come to pass you had the excitement of how you were anticipating it and how it came to pass so i don't think that even like like we should ever put ourselves in that situation where we don't we don't we don't want to be excited because we don't want to jinx it like be excited if it's going to happen if it's going to happen, so why deny yourself that ex- double excitement or probably single excitement which is the only excitement you get out of it and um, so yeah i I remember saying that to her, and she was like <laughs> i guess like I think." I was and then I remember that after I said every I said everything to her, I just said also aloud that the thing that growing gives you and getting older gives you is is the different perspectives that you get to like issues and i I also like the fact that they are not necessarily wrong or right, but at least the way that you think about things helps you navigate life easier based on your own personal experiences. So I can imagine that someone else has another way of thinking about it, but I feel like it would still be based on your own experiences and my own experiences have brought me to these conclusions. And so it either works for you or it doesn't really, but I guess that these are the things that I think about and you know, this is not how I used to think before, but this is how I think now. I can imagine that in the next few years, I might actually think different Listen to this now and I'm like, what was I thinking at that time? But I'm just open to... I'm just open to find out Like, to finding out what the differences would be So yeah <laughs> I thought this wasn't going to be long, but this is already 18 minutes <sighs> Anyway Thank you, if you listened to this point Thank you, thank you so much for for giving my silent rambling an audience. I, I I'm so much like I feel so much gratitude here. Yeah. Don't let me speak bad English. I feel so much gratitude in my heart that you listened up until this point. Ah, so thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> until the next time that I feel inspired to record these.